In July 2020, tens of thousands of passionate and committed people from around the globe will convene in San Francisco and Oakland at the 23rd International AIDS Conference. This gathering among the world's largest conferences will happen during a critical year when global goals for the fight against HIV AIDS come due. In 2020, the conference comes back to sacred ground in the Bay Area, a front line in the fight against HIV after 30 years. In this podcast, we'll be talking to a diversity of inspiring guests. They have been and remain at the very forefront of the ongoing fight against HIV AIDS, both at home and abroad. I'm Andrew Schwartz. I'm Steve Morrison. And I'm Sarah Allender. This is AIDS 2020. This summer, the International AIDS Conference will return to the Bay Area, sacred ground considering the history of the epidemic in the United States. The last time the International AIDS Conference was held in the Bay Area in San Francisco was 1990. It was a very different time for those in the HIV-AIDS community, a time of crisis, fear, and stigma. In this 30th anniversary, we must be thankful for so many advances in medical technology and treatment and for national, state, and local policy and programs that have slowed the epidemic. However, HIV and AIDS remain a persistent problem for so many, including women, people of color, transgender people, young people, and those homeless and marginally housed or using intravenous drugs. AIDS 2020 will be co-hosted by Oakland and San Francisco. Over the next two episodes, we'll be talking to the mayors of those two cities to examine what they're doing and how they plan to end HIV. Alameda County, home to Oakland, has been named by the CDC as one of 50 locations in the United States with the highest number of new cases, around 200 per year, predominantly in men. However, the number of new cases has been decreasing every year. Today, we're joined by Libby Schaff, mayor of Oakland since 2015. Mayor Schaff started her career as a lawyer, but soon turned to civil service, having served in multiple city council positions, including as aide to then-Mayor Jerry Brown. After four years as an elected representative on the Oakland City Council, she was elected mayor in 2014. Welcome, Mayor Schaff. Thank you for having me. I'd like to open with a question about your own personal history. If you could tell us a little bit about your own engagement with HIV AIDS at the community level and how you came to see this intimate linkage between HIV AIDS and homelessness and the shortage of housing. How did this all unfold in your own personal history? Well, growing up in Oakland and being always involved with my community, you know, has given me a pretty intersectional view of what it means to be healthy and what it means to live in a city that truly welcomes everyone and celebrates inclusive diversity, embracing all people uh, and people living with this horrible disease uh, is certainly part of just a personal ethic and something that I think uh, the city's value stands for. And just, you know, personally, growing up in the Bay Area, you know, I remember in the 80s when we, we all started losing our friends and, and just being so personally touched by this tragedy. I remember volunteering with a group called Oakland Cares and bringing children that had been born with HIV uh, to the zoo to, to give them some joy and to give their, their parents a break. Uh, 
Um, and I remember one of my favorite neighbors uh, where I lived for 15 years on Lake Merritt, who not only lived with AIDS, but played a real leadership role in ensuring that people were getting treatment and allowed to live healthy, dignified lives. Um, David was like the brightest light in our whole apartment complex. Um, he like sat at his window and was almost like the, the mayor of Lake Merritt. Um, so, you know, these are just personal memories of people who've touched my life uh, and just showed me what true strength and uh, championship means. Well, one thing that we have observed across many different interviews with experts and leaders is that early first experiences with HIV have a profound, inspiring impact upon individuals who then stay engaged over a long period of time. And that seems to be the pattern with you. Well, and you are correct to draw the connection between HIV and AIDS and homelessness. Uh, we know that in Oakland, at least 6% of our unsheltered population are also living with HIV AIDS. And, you know, I say this all the time, housing is health, that we cannot truly take care of our neighbors and every person is our neighbor uh, without getting good, secure, healthy shelter over them first. And we're very blessed here in Oakland to have organizations like Roots Community Clinic that not only helps um, shelter and rehouse people, but also provides uh, a street doctor and intensive health care and a very welcoming and inclusive clinic in East Oakland. Uh, we have our LGBTQ center at Lake Merritt that is such a warm and welcoming resource. And we're so proud they just received a $4 million grant to continue to do their outreach and education. And as mayor, you know, I try and send the message. I get tested publicly every opportunity I can. Uh, I literally like let what people watch me <laughs> yes. get tested. I tweet about it. I, you know, put it on Facebook uh, because it is so important that it's bad enough that people must live with a disease. No one should live with shame. No one. People need to celebrate who they are. And we all need to take responsible steps to ensure our own health and the health of everyone around us. Two of your citizens, the uh, Minister Robert Newells and the Oakland chair, co-chair for the AIDS conference, Cynthia Carey Grant, have been very active, obviously, in the in the organizing for the International AIDS Conference coming up in July in Oakland and in San Francisco. They've also been very active partners with us in an advisory group that we've organized called the American Friends of AIDS 2020. And we had a chance, I had a chance to, to come to Oakland in, in last fall and interview them both. And it was very impressive. As mayor of Oakland, tell us a bit more about how you prioritize action on HIV. You've made very clear that the housing dimension is very, very important. What else are your priorities in the approach that the city is taking to the issue today? Yeah, first I want to say just how blessed we are to have, you know, so many warriors for social justice, um, the individuals you just mentioned, and so many others. Um, you know, Oakland is just famous for 
producing some fierce advocates and um, the world needs more of them. You know, one issue that I think Oakland potentially can contribute to the national and international conversation, both about uh, both for AIDS 2020, but as well as around homelessness, is the role of structural racism. Structural racism, institutionalized racism, is driving health disparities. And we see that because we know that the largest number of new cases of HIV are in the African-American community. And it is the same thing with homelessness. We see huge disproportionate impacts on our African-American community when it comes to being unsheltered. And these things are driven by structural inequities that are rooted in slavery, in native genocide, and we have to have a reconciliation of those harms and a correction of the structures and practices and policies that keep these barriers and, and systems of oppression in place. And so whether it's access to health care or access to housing, racism plays a huge role. Thank you very much. I want to ask you a question about the current unfolding U.S. plan to end the HIV epidemic by 2020. This is a national effort that was first announced by President Trump in his State of the Union address last year. It's now becoming operational. Oakland is one of the cities designated as a priority. There are 48 counties designated as priorities. Oakland is among those parts of Oakland. Um, there have been various efforts made to consult and have outreach. One of the key challenges, obviously, is winning the trust and confidence of the communities, the communities leading and putting the plans together, and, of course, the focus on key populations, on black and Hispanic gay men, uh, transgender population, commercial sex workers, those who have who are drug dependent as well as very vulnerable to HIV. Can you say a bit about uh, that initiative as you've seen it unfold and what, in your view, will it take for that to be successful in Oakland? Well, Steve, you hit the nail on the head. What's going to make it successful is trust. And believe you me, there's not a lot of trust with the White House, even with City Hall. The, the trust has got to come from trusted community voices that are deep in the community, deep in the populations that we most want to touch. And so to empower and respect the guiding voices of the trusted messengers within each of those communities is the key to success. We have got to let them lead this effort, particularly when it comes around education and getting people connected with care. And so I look forward to see ways that we can really flip the script and allow these trusted messengers from within these you know, traditionally marginalized communities to lead. And let us be honest that government has often not been kind or fair to these populations. And so it is natural that there is going to be some resistance and tension and distrust of a government-led effort. So we have got to do a lot to regain that trust and really allow these community champions to authentically lead this effort. Thank you so much. Um, I want to turn now to 
AIDS 2020, which will unfold in the first week of July there in Oakland and San Francisco. It was last, that International AIDS Conference was last in the Bay Area 30 years ago um, uh, in 1990. Um, are you excited about this? I am thrilled, and I'm just, I'm so proud to be a co-host along with San Francisco of AIDS 2020. And I'm delighted that there's, uh, I think, a more hopeful atmosphere than there was in 1990. We have come a long ways, and while we have much more work to do, it is important to celebrate how much progress uh, we have made. But we really want to ensure that we take advantage of being host to this incredible um, historical event. And so we're really working on ways to, again, get our leaders, especially our youth leaders, um, you know, they're the future of this movement. And to be able to get them into the conference, into the incredible events, to hear the inspiring speakers, to really learn about the role that they can play in this global initiative, that is what we're really focused on. And we're so excited about the opportunity. Yes, I'm quite encouraged by the record numbers of fellowships that are being offered for youth participation from across the United States and outside the United States, which should give this a, a whole different feel and, and flavor this coming yeah, year. Yeah, no, that's, we've, we've been trying to hustle up shuttles. We've been <laughs> hustling up local donations. We want um, this whole community to participate in this global convening. Um, you know, what a shame for it to be right here in our own home and not have our own youth, our own activists, our own community members um, being lifted up and enjoying and learning from the convening. Um, and, you know, we're we're a fast track city. We want to get to zero, zero, zero. We are uh, committed to putting all the best practices that we hear about at AIDS 2020 into, you know, reality in our community right away. We know that we're doing a lot, but we believe we can do more. And we want to use this conference as really a catalyst to just up the activity, the progress that we're making, the engagement from within the community, um, that is why I am so excited, not just about hosting AIDS 2020, but the momentum that it's going to cause after they leave town. That gets to a very important point, which is the lasting impact that will stretch beyond July. Any last thought for the, our listeners in terms of what they can expect from Oakland that will surprise them? Well, we do have beautiful weather, <laughs> awesome food, an amazing arts and culture scene, and, and a place where you actually see inclusive diversity in action. Uh, just a beautiful population of people in our city that I know will be turning up and representing our city well. But also a fierce and unapologetic determination to change the world. Uh, that is something that Oakland has that I'm not sure any other city has quite so dramatically and I'm really hopeful that people will not only be impressed by the courage of the local leadership here, but also by the results that we are going to produce as a result of the momentum that this conference brings us. Oakland is so proud, so excited to be co-host of AIDS 2020, 
And we're even more excited to end HIV and to support all the people living with it to have healthy, productive, dignified lives and to end all stigma, all shame, all barriers to opportunity, all isms. That is really what we're here to do. Mayor, thank you so much. This is a very powerful, eloquent statement from you. I think our listeners will be very appreciative, and and I'm very grateful to you for taking time out of your hectic schedule to be with us today. Well, thank you for being part of this incredibly important movement. It means everything to me as the mayor. It means everything to our city. We want everyone to thrive, to be respected, and to be proud. We're proud. We're very proud to host AIDS 2020 and to be doing this work and being part of this community. So thank you for what you're doing. Thanks. We'll look forward to seeing you uh, in a few months in Oakland. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to AIDS 2020. If you want to find out more about CSIS's research on the global fight against HIV AIDS, go to CSIS.org and look for the Global Health Policy Center program page. For more discussions on global health issues, check out Take As Directed, a CSIS podcast that features deep dive interviews with leaders in the global health policy space. Listen and subscribe now wherever you get your podcasts.